Welcome to the Confluence Investment Asset Allocation Weekly Podcast. I'm Phil Adler, and my guest today is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Theron Hernandez. The Asset Allocation Weekly Report, dated October 16, 2020, looks at data on the U.S. business inventories to sales ratio in an attempt to unearth clues regarding how the economy might perform in the coming months. Patrick, I'm aware these numbers are released every month. Tell me more about the data, who collects the data, and how accurate the data is. Well, uh, first, thanks for having me on the show, Phil. The monthly inventory data is compiled by the U.S. Census Bureau. Uh, Obviously, they can count more than just people. The inventory report includes data on the value of inventory held by private businesses each month, as well as their monthly sales uh, as they report. Comparing inventories to sales can give us some insight into uh, the firm's future behavior. That's because the inventory to sales ratio gives us a sense of whether firms might consider their current inventories to be too high, too low, or just about right. Now, they they come in three separate subsets, retail, wholesale, and manufacturing. Could you define each of these areas for us? Right. Well, in addition to total inventories, total sales, and the overall inventories to sales ratio, all those measures are broken down into the following sectors. Manufacturing, which is basically the factory sector, wholesaling, in other words, distributors, and then retailing. And those are the companies that sell directly to individual consumers. Are there typical ratios? Yeah, the inventory to sales ratio tends to change over the long term because of new technologies, differing managerial practices, and the evolving structure of the economy. That's why we pay particularly close attention to how the current ratio compares to the last five or 10 years. For example, if the current ratio is higher than what was normal 20 years ago, but lower than what it was five years ago, we would tend to think inventories are lean rather than high. What's the recent history of this data? Well, after the great financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, overall inventories were relatively low for half a decade or so, mostly because of really lean retail inventories. It seems that retailers weren't that confident in the post-recession economic recovery, so they were being careful not to stock up too much. After about 2014, firms finally got more confident and started to hold higher inventories. The inventory to sales ratio increased a bit, but then stayed relatively stable from 2015 until the coronavirus hit. Put some numbers on it, the overall inventory sales ratio was generally between 1.35 and 1.40 from 2015 until early this year. In other words, Firms were holding between a dollar and thirty-five cents or a dollar and forty cents of inventory for every dollar of their monthly sales. Now, as we examine the the current data, I have a, a story to tell you. I've recently moved to a new state, and I've had a very difficult time getting new appliances delivered. There is a steep backlog that I've experienced. A lot of demand, not enough supply, and I imagine. I'm not alone. Others are, are having the same frustrating experience. It's, it's clearly, seems to me, clearly an inventory issue, which may reflect 
a roaring economy, at least in this particular area. Are, are you seeing my experience multiplied and reflected in the current data? Well, indeed. While the inventory to sales ratio is slightly high for manufacturers and close to its recent average for wholesalers, the ratio for retailers is at its lowest level in at least 25 years. Before the pandemic, retailers were holding $1.45 to $1.50 for every dollar of monthly sales. Now, probably because of problems like supply chain disruptions and difficulty getting financing, they're holding just $1.24 worth of inventory per dollar of sale. So in other words, good luck on getting that new appliance, Phil. <laughs> Thanks for that, Patrick. Breaking the current data down into three separate areas, the retail, wholesale, and factory areas, what does the current data suggest in terms of what we might expect in future months? Well, the sector-by-sector -sector differences are the key. Retailers are probably already losing sales because of their lack of inventory. When and if they get confident in a sustained resurgence of demand, we would expect them to sharply hike their orders to their suppliers. Wholesale inventory to ratios are about where they be. So as wholesalers receive those orders, they'll probably have to hike their orders to manufacturers pretty quickly. When that happens, manufacturers might need a small amount of time to work through their small excess inventories, but then we would expect them to need to hike their orders for raw materials, subcomponents, and the like. All that would tend to boost economic growth, corporate profits, and the stock market if it happens as we expect. Patrick, would it be an oversimplification to suggest that, say, the arrival of a vaccine might be the impetus for increased confidence and robust economic growth as inventories are replenished and sales accelerate? Well, having an effective vaccine and getting it administered widely would probably be the most likely way to reopen the whole economy again in the near term. Uh, once that happens, people will probably be visiting stores in earnest again, eventually sparking inventory rebuilding, higher orders to manufacturers, accelerated economic growth, and higher corporate profits and stock prices. Yeah. How might a new government stimulus program affect this data? Well, a significant new fiscal relief package could also help a lot, given that it would grease the wheels for more buying. However, the vaccine would still probably be the best way to stimulate sustained spending again. Patrick, where does this data fit in terms of overall importance to you, the economist, compared to other economic data? In other words, is this a crucial set of numbers that you give high importance to every month, even if the public doesn't? Well, I wouldn't rank it among my very top go-to reports, in part because it comes out with a sizable leg and because it gives a sense of what firms might do in the near future rather than what they've actually been doing in the recent past. I just think it's a very useful indicator when used in conjunction with all the other key economic reports that are available. Is there a particular sales inventory ratio that investors should key on at this point, which might heavily influence future asset allocation decisions by the Confluence Investment Asset Allocation Committee? I, I would say the key is the uh, retail ratio and the manufacturing ratio. If the retail ratio is still relatively low once a vaccine hits and 
starts boosting sales, it's a good omen for a strong increase in orders to manufacturers. If the manufacturing ratio isn't too high, that increase in orders should quickly translate into stronger manufacturing activity and better economic growth going forward. That would be a very good place to be. Thank you, Patrick. You can find a link to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report on the front page of confluenceinvestment.com. Also on that page, you can find a link to a PowerPoint presentation discussing charts which support the Confluence Outlook. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.